Hello all, and welcome to the All for the Gluten-Free Good podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hopper, sharing with you how I'm finding peace and joy in this gluten-free journey. Episode 8, The Flower Hour. Hello, everybody. So today I'm going to finally share with you an episode that I so wished I had access to when I first started my gluten-free journey. So I went into almost complete shock when I realized how many different gluten-free flours there were out there. I had no idea where to start or begin and really was confused about what the difference was between a flour blend and just the gluten-free flours that you can buy and what I should use them for, I was completely overwhelmed. And so I'm going to break it down a little bit today and share with you guys some of the tips that I've learned about how to use these flours and what to use them for and what not. So let's get started. So Wheat flour naturally has elements which allow you to use it to make everything from bread to cookies to roux with the correct lovely texture and very little issues. Unfortunately, when God made the world, he did not make another similar grain that just happened to be gluten-free that would do all of the wonderful things that wheat flour does. Nope. So to create those same lovely textures, we have to blend some of the great gluten-free flours out there to create a blend so that it behaves the same way as a wheat flour. So first, before we even dive into all of that, let's talk about some of the common gluten-free flours that you can buy. So the first flour that I wanna talk about is almond flour. If the grains are a little bit thicker, it can also be called almond meal. Um, And this is great for adding texture. I love using almond meal in muffins and some specific baked goods, sometimes cookies, and I really love actually using them in my donut recipes. Um, It's super yummy and it adds nice depth of flavor that I think even wheat flour misses. So it's kind of something that I stumbled upon, but is actually one of my go-tos and we really love it. Obviously, almond flour is not a good choice if you have a nut allergy in your house or any sensitivities like that. So then there's sorghum flour. Sorghum flour has a really funny name and I was really unsure about how to pronounce it for a while. Um, it, It was definitely one of the weirder ones I came across but it is often added in small parts to a flour blend because it is heavier than your standard gluten-free flour. So there tend to be, in a gluten-free blend, there tend to be heavier flours, medium-weight flours, and then lighter flours, in addition to a starch, which is a thickener. All of these things blended together in different quantities at different balances, that's really the art of a gluten-free flour blend. Next, there is brown rice flour. Brown rice flour is commonly your primary ingredient in a flour blend, and it really can be used independently. Um, I have used brown rice flour independently in recipes, and I have, I believe, my 
favorite um, pie crust recipe uses brown rice flour independently as opposed to a flour blend. Um, and for some recipes, it is better to use a flour independently, but in my experience, most of the time, it's better to use a blend. It just behaves better, and whether, especially if you're baking, which can be a very temperamental process. So, brown rice flour, though, is super important, and it's usually the first ingredient in all of your flour blends. Then there's coconut flour. Coconut flour is great if you like the coconut flavor. It often cuts through your baked goods, though. So if you're like me and you're not a huge fan of a coconut flavor, you have to be very careful about how much you're using in a recipe so that it doesn't make your whole recipe taste like coconut. Then there is tapioca flour, also known as tapioca starch. Um, this is a thickener, and it's similar to potato starch, if you've heard of that. It's essential in a gluten-free flour blend, and actually, uh, tapioca starch and potato starch are great for adding to a very loose sauce to make a delicious, creamy, um, like, Asian sauce. Like, any of your sweet and sour sauces and things like that that you want to make at home. Tapioca starch is your friend, and it will help you get there. So, I will say there is a much bigger list of gluten-free flours out there, but I tried to pick out the ones that I felt were essential to talk about in the podcast today. I didn't want to overwhelm you guys because I think there's way more information out there than is probably even needed because I haven't even used most of the gluten-free flours out there. I just haven't even found a purpose for them. So these are the ones I really feel like were essential and important. All of these flours above can be combined to make a flour blend. And a blend is what you would find at the store with common brands like Bob's Red Mill or King Arthur or a variety of others. There's a lot of really great ones out there and they're often at slightly different balances of a very light flour to a medium weight flour to a heavier flour. And then some of them have um, the starches as a thickener. So it really depends. There are slight variations. And so feel free to try some out. I really believe your favorite AP flour is going to be completely up to your preference because you're gonna like the flour that does the best with the recipes you cook the most. So if you're a big baker, you're gonna want a recipe, a flour recipe that behaves really well in your baking recipes. If you like to cook a lot, you're gonna want a flour blend that actually does well as a thickener, maybe in your gravies or in your soups or whatnot. Um, so it really depends on your preference and yeah, you just kind of have to go out there and try some and see what you think. So a blend is what you can find at the store and what I usually buy. So I usually just buy a simple blend and that's what I keep at home in my flour bin to use whenever I'm cooking or baking. I've only had a few recipes that turn out well with a single flour. So like I said, I really prefer the full blend. 
The truth, that, the truth is that most of our beloved recipes call for a wheat flour mimic. And obviously that's a flour blend. That's what we're doing with our flour blends. We're trying to mimic the behavior and the weight of wheat flour. So one important thing to note is that not all flour blends are the same. And if you're looking for a blend to behave like a wheat flour measured out in measuring cups, then you're looking for a cup for cup blend. If your blend does not say cup for cup, I highly recommend that you get a scale and measure out your recipes by weight. The variation may be slight, but it can really affect if you're having issues of your cakes coming out too moist or like you're feeling like maybe you should have added more flour or like oftentimes in gluten-free recipes your flours come out or your bakes come out really dry because there's too much flour. So because some of our flours can be heavier. So if you are not using a cup for cup blend, which it'll say usually right on the front, then definitely use measuring cups to weigh it out on a scale. That way you can be sure that you're getting as close as you can to that wheat flour mimic by weighing it out. But if your blend is a cup for cup blend, then it should behave the same one cup of wheat flour as to one cup of your gluten-free flour blend, which is super handy. And I totally prefer a cup for cup blend because it is so much more convenient to have in your pantry. Um, I'm all about simplifying. It definitely makes a big difference when you have other things to do. You have a full-time job. I, I'd rather spend time with my husband than weighing out flowers. So, um, so that said, I want to share with you guys a little tip that I came across um, and sort of discovered over time. So for most recipes, a simple cup for cup blend of flours will do. It'll do the job and you'll be really happy with what comes out of the oven. But I was recently on the hunt for the perfect biscuit recipe. And no matter what I did, they always turned out wrong. I was super frustrated and I think, to be honest, I mean, I know I was being picky about my biscuit recipe. I mean, I grew up eating, you know, fluffy, flaky biscuits and that's what I wanted. I didn't want a drop biscuit that really didn't taste or feel like a biscuit at all. You know, I wanted that beautiful, flaky, folded biscuit. So no matter how many times I practiced these techniques and played around with them and varied them a little bit one way or the other. I just felt like I could not get it to work right. My biscuits would always come out so dense and I couldn't get them to fluff up or flake at all. So I was beginning to get really frustrated and I realized that I needed to find a flour blend that had something different and preferably had a lighter, more lightweight flour in it so that it wasn't gonna end up quite so dense in my biscuit recipe. I did my research, even planning to probably make my own flour blend and I really couldn't find what I was looking for until one day I was walking through the aisle of my favorite grocery store and what do I see but a Pillsbury gluten-free flour blend. 
And although there's not a picture of a biscuit on the front and that's not really what they were going for, I thought, well, maybe I should check and see what they have in their blend. So I look on the back and they have pea flour. And I thought, how interesting is that? Like green peas, like you would put in your soups. And I did some research and I really didn't find a whole lot of information on it. But I thought, you know what? It's Pillsbury brand. I might as well try it out and see how it behaves in my recipe. And I'll be darned if that is not the closest I have ever gotten to a good biscuit, gluten-free. So I really have a personal belief. If you're out there and you're like me, I'm still on this journey to find the perfect gluten-free biscuit. I'm working on it. And when I find it, guys, I promise I will share it with you. But I really believe that pea flour is one of the magic ingredients. So if you're out there trying to make some yummy biscuits, definitely recommend the Pillsbury gluten-free flour blend for your recipe. So thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Hopper. For some of my favorite recipes and resources, head on over to all-for-the-good.com. And please consider taking a moment to rate this podcast in your podcast app. Wishing you the best and to be blessed. Mm -hmm.